Hello, I'm Emma Louise Coffey and you're welcome to The Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. On this week's show, we're focusing on genomics. Does it really work and how it can benefit your herd? Geneticist Donna Berry explains all. Genomic selection is really just a fancy word for the inclusion of DNA information in the genetic evaluation system. So everybody's born with, with DNA and your DNA stays the same throughout your life and it's the DNA that affects uh, your performance, so your height, your eye colour, etc. But also the, the milk yield of a cow or the fertility of the cow. And because you transmit half your DNA to your progeny, so you can look at the DNA of an individual and get a very good estimate of the performance of that individual itself, but also of its progeny. How long have we been using genomics in Ireland? So we were the second in the world to launch this genomic technology back in February 2009. Um, that year, 34% of the semen sold in dairy herds was to this genomic technology. And last year, 72% of the uh, of the semen sold was to this technology, which is pretty consistent with what we would see internationally. So the US and the Scandinavian countries, around 80% of their semen is genomic. Uh, the UK is probably around 35% now. The uh, New Zealand is probably in around 20-25%. So we're around the normal. So, you know, you're saying we're around the 72% and the UK and New Zealand, they're way lower. Why, why is this? From the UK perspective, they were just a slow starter. So they they launched genomic evaluations uh, a bit later than us. So they were they're slower back in the curve. And then from the New Zealand, uh, mainly probably because of the crossbred population, they just had some technical difficulties associated with their genomic technologies. And I guess why should we use this technology? What are the benefits that you're seeing from genomics? The the clear benefit is the higher EBI animals. Um, so if you think about what we were doing up up until we had genomics, we were screening probably around 70 cows per year and bringing them through to AI. Now what we're doing is actually screening several thousands of animals. So you're selecting from a, a, a bigger pool more intensely and therefore their the EBIs of these animals is, is far superior than uh, the progeny tested animals. In terms of using genomic selection, has there been a benefit in terms of animal performance and profitability? Yeah, the benefit is quite clear. So so the first example of this, of course, is the next generation herd, which most people are familiar with. Those animals were actually selected from a computer and then genomically tested. Uh, and we quite clearly see the huge difference that exists within the next generation herd. But, but also what we did was look at national data in retrospect. So we identified herds that had a large percentage of their calves born between the years 2011 and 2014 were from genomic bulls. So 72% of them, in fact, of these this group of herds were from genomic bulls. And we compared that to those farmers that used daughter-proven bulls, uh, so where 13% of their calves were from, from genomic bulls, so predominantly daughter, daughter-proven. The difference in EBI was around €20, Euros. so uh, look at now, today, um, so the genomic bulls or the herds that use genomic bulls are €20 Euros higher, but also quite clearly we can see a difference of around over 30 kilograms of milk solids uh, for the bull for the farmers that use genomic bulls and a phenomenal uh, quite a considerably larger greater six-week in calf rate so almost hitting the target of 70 percent in calf rate for the herds that use genomic bulls versus 63 percent for the farmers that didn't use genomic bulls so quite clearly there is a, a large benefit to be uh, attained by using these genomic bulls Finally, if we just consider genotyping, it's a service provided by ICBF. When we're selecting uh, genomic bulls, we have a lot of information on our sires and the males that we're putting into the herd. But we have little information on uh, the females, so essentially the dairy cows in the herd. If we want to genotype, um, what sort of information will that tell us about our herd? 
So the reliability of a newborn calf, just if it's dropped on the ground, is a quarter the reliability of the sire plus a quarter the reliability of the dam. So if you were to even use a fully proven, uh, daughter-proven sire of 99% reliability, the dam is probably only going to be around 30% reliability. So the reliability of the calf will be around 30 32%. So very low reliability, and you don't really have a very good reflection, therefore, about the true EBI of that animal. So all this genomics or this DNA technology is doing is increasing the reliability or the confidence in that EBI. So, for example, if you genotype that calf, the reliability will go from around 32% up to around 50 to 60% based on the ancestry of the animal. What that essentially means is that then you're more confident in the EBI of that individual. So if you're selecting heifers, um, and let's say you're selecting around 50% of your heifers to keep, then it makes complete sense to genotype your heifers, identify the best ones, but also to check for your parentage. So a lot of people think about genomics as giving you increased accuracy or reliabilities, but we can use it for parentage verification. Remember, around 7.5% of the parentage in dairy herds is incorrect. That has implications from your breeding program from an inbreeding perspective. Um, also, we know a lot about major genes. Um, so you have lethal recessive mutations like CVM, blood, dumps, brachyspina, around 2% of the black and white population learn they're carrying CVM. So if you have two CVM carriers meet, there's a 25% chance that it will result in no live pregnancy. And genomics is the only way that you can actually figure that one out. And when we think about uh, genotyping verifies the EBI of an animal or it increases or decreases um, the, in terms of the value, is this just a figure for overall EBI or does it give you a breakdown of the individual sub-indices? So, so firstly, yeah, you're right, Emma Louise, that there's an equal probability that the EBI of an animal will go up uh, as it will the EBI go down once you genotype it. Of course, the phone only rings for me when the EBI of the animal goes down, but they do, the half of them do actually go up as well. And yes, you do get a more accurate EBI, but you actually get a genomic evaluation for the milk, fat, protein, calving interval for survival, every single trait within the EBI. All the reliabilities of those traits go up. All the reliability of the sub-indexes go up. So again, the principles still hold is that you still identify the animal who is the best genomic uh, or EBI value and how that animal fits within your system. Of course, the other benefit that I should have said about genomics is also from inbreeding management and the new SAR advice system, which has been developed. It doesn't yet incorporate genomic information or DNA information, but it soon will. And that will allow us to identify or more accurately meet individuals to reduce the accumulation of inbreeding. If we consider genotyping, it's quite a significant cost varying between, say, 20, 30 euro. If you have a herd of 100 cows and, say, 25 replacement heifers and 25 replacement calves, what uh, section of your herd would you genotype or would you genotype all of them? So firstly, as I said, genotyping is very useful for parentage. Uh, and you may think that you have your parentage correct, but on average, 7.5% of it is incorrect. So genotyping has that benefit. And by genotyping all your animals, it allows you to give yourself more confidence in your actual uh, parentage. Secondly, then, when it comes to actual selection, so you might have this heifer, maiden heifer, that you really like and you're going to keep her. And and right or wrong, you, you're going to keep her irrespective of what her EBI is. So there probably is no point in genotyping her other than for parentage verification. If you've already made a decision you're going to keep her, then you probably have a few runs that you know you're going to get rid of. 
Um, what's the point in genotyping them? You've already made up your mind. Nothing's going to change your mind, so there's no point in wasting money in genotyping that animal. And parentage there probably doesn't even matter either because if they're going to the factory, do they, do they really care? So then you can break your, down your 25 animals to maybe you're, you're going to keep two of them for sure because you just love their mother and three of them you're going to cull. So now you're actually down to selecting on or genotyping 20 of them. If you're going to keep all 20 of them, there really is no main benefit because essentially you're not using the new information. If you're going to uh, sell all 20 of them, then the benefit is also minimal other than the fact that you might be able to command a higher price by having them genotyped. The real benefit is where you're going to select 50% of them and cull the other 50% of them. In that situation, based on the reliabilities that we're currently getting, you can afford to pay €36.50 per genotype per animal. At the moment, it's €22. So there is a cost-benefit of genotyping animals, genotyping heifers, to determine which animals to select. That's great. Thank you, Donna. Thanks, Emma-Louise. That's it for this week's episode of the Dairy Edge podcast. And my thanks to Donna Berry for joining me on this week's show. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.